had a great time talking to the media school here at Indiana University, here at the Radio TV building. You guys need to really check this video out. The students were great. So the big question is this, how do voiceover artists like us who are looking to take our careers to the next level, but don't buy into the claims of needing expensive equipment and demos, start bringing in new clients, how do you follow a clear path to changing your voiceover side hustle into your full-time job and stick it to those that said you couldn't? Huh? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Earl Hall, and welcome to In the Booth with Earl Hall, where we know how to grind and don't quit. Guys, we have not only Tom, who you've come to know over the last two weeks now, well, more than two weeks because Thanksgiving break in between there, but um, he has, again, gratefully uh, brought in a guest for us, Earl, um, and I'll let Earl introduce himself, and you guys should know a little bit about him from what I sent you and asked you to look at. So, <laughs> no pressure, but try and like have some questions for Earl um, as we wrap things up. And you know, you've got an industry professional right here, right now. In like, you guys are gonna be going and entering the workforce. So maybe ask him questions about how you do that. Okay, Earl, take it away. All right, thanks. <laughs> First of all, thanks, Tom, for inviting me out and you guys for having me. I haven't been in a college classroom since I don't know when, but <laughs> Indiana University, you guys that are in this class, show of hands, who's interested actually in doing voiceover? I got like this going on. And <laughs> I mean, per se, like actually acting but recording yeah. voiceover is what I'm more interested in. Yeah. yeah. With that. So okay. the predominant amount of you are here, you're on the production end of it. You kind of want to do the audio production and everything like that, correct? And that's cool because that's one, of the that's one of the best parts of what it is that I do. I'm a professional voice actor. If you guys went to my website, it's earlhallstudio.com. You can pick up a card on your way out or whatever if you want. And then I'm also a consultant to voiceover artists and production engineers through StepsToVoiceOverSuccess.com. And so being behind the microphone, as well as behind those computer screens, and Justin, what are you guys using, Pro Tools? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I use Adobe Audition, but okay. Um, <laughs> you use Adobe Audition as well? Yeah. Okay, and pretty much all the DAWs that are out there, the DAWs, they pretty much do the same thing, and it's just about the functionality that you enjoy from those different pieces of software. I've used pretty much all of them that are out there, and since I've used Adobe Audition the longest, it's just the one that I gravitate towards all the time. One of the things your professor said was, that all of you are looking to enter into the workforce. Is that correct? Can I change your minds about that for a minute? <laughs> we live in probably the best, well the best, it's not even arguably, the best techno technological age there's ever been right now. There is absolutely no barrier to entry for any one of you starting your own company today with the knowledge and skills that you have. There is no barrier to entry to that. I didn't go to college for voiceover or for audio production or video production or anything like that. But what I did start to understand and realize is that there are a plethora of people out there that are looking for folks just like you, and they're looking for you today. 
to do exactly what it is that you guys already know how to do. How many of you are about to graduate? It's like all of you. Oh, so <laughs> did you fail or? <laughs> you didn't raise your hand. I'm graduating next year. Okay. <laughs> Just like everybody nice. else raised their hand and he said no. Okay. I was like, but, <laughs> I got two more classes to take. I don't know when Just was. I don't know if that was the next year. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm messing with you, man. <laughs> He's trying to explain all that. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, what I'm looking at is a bunch of ladies and gentlemen that probably have better skills than a lot of people that are already in the, in the industry that are working for someone. What's the pay range for someone starting out doing what you do? Have you guys looked at any of that? 10 to $12 an hour. Shut the front door, are you kidding? I think so. 10 to $12 an hour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to kind of put that in perspective, I did um, a voiceover job from my studio, which is downtown Milwaukee is where I'm from, or where I live rather. And I did the voiceover and I did the audio production. So I got not only a voiceover fee, but I got a studio fee for doing the complete production of the audio. For the voiceover, now this took me 30 minutes to do. I made just about $750 in 30 minutes. Just because I have the skill to do it, which is no different from the skills that you guys have to do that. You've got tons of voiceover artists out there and I coach a bunch of them all over the world. I've got students everywhere teaching them how to do voiceover as well as audio production. You've got countless numbers of voiceover artists out there that are looking for folks to do for them what you already know how to do. And if you know how to reach them and how to touch them, it can really make the difference in what you really think you want to do. Because I can tell you this, working for somebody sucks. Compared to, <laughs> compared to being able to do it on your own. And when I talk to folks like you, whether you're in college or whether you're someone that's just looking to get into this thing called voiceover or audio production, the world that we live in right now, there's just no barrier to entry to be able to do what it is that you want to do. What's the most, ex what's the like funnest thing that one or two of you do in audio production. What's like the thing that really gets you going? Creating sound effects. Creating sound effects. Bully. What do you use to create sound effects? What's uh, kind of, tell me your process. <laughs> Anything. and everything. Yeah. I mean, even from something like that, Anything. even the sound of your voice, Anything. sounds on the street, kind of messing with it. And I know what you mean. Anything to create that because it's a very creative process. And most of us that do this type of thing are creatives. And here's the downside to being a creative. I don't care if you do what we do, or you're an artist, or you're a musician. Most people know how to do what they do. They know how to use their skill. If you play the piano, you know how to play the piano. If you do audio production, you're really kick-ass probably doing audio production. But the thing most people don't know how to do is to take that next step and go beyond thinking about working for someone and actually starting a business. Because it's a completely different process when you start thinking about it. Does anyone have aspirations for that? Yeah, you know, kinda, sorta, kinda. Is it because it's scary or you just really never thought about it? Never thought about it. Yeah. Never thought you could. Not to knock the educational system, but <laughs> the educational system usually does get us prepared to work for someone. That's kind of what the process is. It's from 
elementary school, elementary school all the way up to college, you're being, what's the word, indoctrinated to join the workforce. But when you have an, when you can, if you can switch your mind, and not everyone can do this, if you can switch your mind to be an entrepreneur and take that skill that you have that plenty of people out there are looking for and that need and know how to market yourself, you can kill it. And I'm just speaking from experience. You know, I've been in the voiceover industry probably uh, the past decade, a little bit over a decade. And about two years ago, literally two years ago, I got serious about doing this. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to focus in on building this business, which is the same thing that you guys can do. And so for two years, and actually this year was the year I quit my job. It was this year <clears throat> that I did that. After taking two years to learn everything that I needed to learn, not about voiceover, not about audio production, I already knew that. I already knew how to do that. But how to actually market myself and actually run a business, it's 80 to 90% of what you will do. The skill that you have, you know it. <clears throat> you don't need any more teaching or coaching on that because you can probably get more of that on your own anyway. Go on YouTube. <laughs> Anybody watch my YouTube channel? That hurt. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do a live, um, a live stream. It's a live call-in show that I do Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, which is 11 o'clock you guys' time. And <clears throat> it's grown from basically when I started it in April, from nothing up to I think we just passed 1,400 subscribers on the channel. And that's a big part of how I get clients, to train them and to teach them. And it's one of those resources that is out there. Besides YouTube, you've got Facebook, you've got all of you are what, on Snapchat or Instagram? Which one? Both. Both? Which one do you like better? This is interesting. Instagram. Instagram? No Snapchatters? Maybe Instagram. Snapchat's dead. No, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that one. But Instagram, I use Instagram a lot um, too, as well. So, use understanding and learning how to use those mediums to show your skill, to showcase your skill, is really why there's no barrier to entry. Because if someone likes what you do, because they've seen you do it, they're going to call you up. You know how I know. No one knows how I know. Because he called me because he saw my YouTube channel. <laughs> That's the whole thing. And it's about, if you want to call it being discovered, it's about that. And it's the same way that the students that I teach and the clients that I have, which all of this is global, it's because no barrier to entry to actually getting out there and getting started if you've actually got the talent and the skill to do it. Am I changing anyone's mind about wanting a job? No, you still want to go work for Disney, right? <laughs> or Pixar, or what? I don't know. What's, what's the company you want to work for? One of those big companies that are out there. Anyway, but when you get into, when you guys are doing what you're doing as far as audio production goes, it's one of those skills that is highly needed. And if they're only paying 10 to $12 an hour to do this, believe me, they're making a whole lot more money on the other end if they're only paying you 10 to $12 an hour to start, I think you might want some of that money <laughs> as opposed to the 10 to 12 an hour. But I can tell you this, <clears throat> running your own company and doing your own thing, 
no matter what it is, you're gonna work a lot harder than you are having you know, a desk job, sitting nine to five in a little cubicle or whatever. You're gonna work a lot harder, but you're gonna love doing it because it's yours. And you're not even gonna mind it. I drove five hours to come see you guys. <laughs> Just because this is what I like doing. And so if you like doing what you're doing, that, that tiredness and all that other stuff, it just goes away. And you kind of grind and my, my hashtag is grind and don't quit. If you look up hashtag grind and don't quit, all you're gonna see is me. <laughs> so, <laughs> challenge you to see if it's someone else. But um, came up with that years ago and it's like my mantra, it's my motto to really get things done. You've gotta get out there and grind and hustle. And I don't care, I mean, if, if you wanna work for someone and that's the thing that you wanna do, then go after that with all that you have. But if you've got that little bit of extra gusto that you know that you're a badass at doing audio production, go out there and just show the world that you are. Because they're looking. There's, I mean, I coach right now about 40 people that do voiceover. About 30 of them I have to train to do audio production. Do you know how long it's gonna take me to train someone from ground zero? You know, and have to answer all the, what we might call mundane questions. You know, well, how do I wrap my microphone or my preamp? How do I get that into, you know, Audacity or into, what are you guys using? Pro Tools or whatever. You know, how do I connect all these things up and how do I make sure it's routed correctly? and all that, that's like just second nature for us that love it. It's just second nature. And all of those folks, some of them would want to hire someone to do it. You know why? Because they don't want to learn how to do it. But you already know how to. And that's like half the battle right there. The other half is just getting noticed, which is really, really easy to do in social media. You guys probably, you guys probably don't spend as much time on social media as I do. I can pretty much guarantee that you don't. Because I'm always on social media doing something, and that's from answering questions in a Facebook group to a post on Twitter, especially Instagram. And now that everybody knows my Skype ID, I get Skype questions all day long, <laughs> you know, to go along with that. If you could have seen, you know, who uses Galaxy um, smartphone? Don't you guys all use iPhones? Yeah. And, oh, all right, okay. It's an older one, but yeah. How many iPhones in here? How many Androids? That means no one in here but five of us use Android. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna swap, I mean. No, I'm sticking with Galaxy, I, I like my Galaxy. All right, if you could have seen on the five hours that it took me to get here, how many, the little icons that show up at the top bar that show what you haven't checked yet, it was just full. And then it had the plus 10 beside it. Because, I, I mean, I'm driving. I can't just sit there and, and check. Well, I guess I could have, but mm. probably would have been real safe to do that. <laughs> so I was doing that on the walk from the parking lot to here. <laughs> I was checking stuff over here. And so when you spend that much time on social media, you guys have an understanding already of how to utilize social media better than folks in my age group. You guys are under 25? I just turned 48. So it's like, you guys have this deep understanding of just how to utilize social media in a social media world. And social media is nothing more, that term is just, I listen to, does anyone know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Damn it, um, okay. <laughs> he coined this phrase, the social, social media is just a slang term for the internet. The current state of the internet. It's 
all of this, social media. And if you're not on social media, where else are you? Other than maybe a website, but everything, and even your website has social media functionalities to it. You know, so understanding that and how to utilize that to build your personal brand is gonna be really key, not only if you want to build your own business, but if you wanna get hired for a job, have some kick-ass stuff on your social media that shows your skills. Because believe me, bosses today that are in the know, companies that are in the know, they're checking your social media accounts to see if they even wanna bother with you. So building your personal brand is something that's still important. So if you've got those skills, whether it's in voiceover or whether it's in audio production or whatever, please go ahead and have your fun page or whatever on social media, you know, where you're drinking and woohoo, whatever it is that college kids do. I don't know what you do. But <laughs> today, but also have that presence on social media where an employer or a potential client can find you. Because a lot of times, and I'm being completely serious when I say this, if you have the right things on your social media, and whether it is your blogging or whether it is you're doing YouTube videos or on LinkedIn or whatever, it's potential that you could get hired and not even have to go through an interview process, basically. You just, because that is your resume. Today, that is, your social media presence is your resume. And if you can make that like spot on to showcase what it is that you actually know how to do in this genre, <laughs> you can just be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else that's you know, going on monster.com trying to you know, fill out an application or put up their resume yeah. because they're gonna look. And if, I mean, I can, I can tell you this from a standpoint like, I'm gonna be looking for interns to do some of the stuff that I do at our whole studio. I don't want a resume. Show me what you've, let me go and look and see what you've done because you can tell me anything. But if I've got a video to watch that shows you doing it and the final outcome and the final product, oh my God, we don't need to have a conversation. Hey, when can you start? That's how serious that is. Any questions? <laughs> Yes, sir. So you said that when you went to school, you didn't study anything as far as like voiceover or no. audio production. So where did you get your start? When did you decide that audio production is what you wanted to do? It started out back in around 2003. Is, how old were you guys in 2003? Were you born? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> around, that, around that time, 2003, 2004, there was this big thing on the internet for internet radio. It was becoming a thing, even though it's really not a thing now because you got XM Radio and Google and Apple and all that other kind of stuff. So I started an internet radio station. And so obviously I had to produce content on that station and I had to not only upload music, but I had to, you know, act as a DJ every now and then and come on the mic, you know, and do that sort of thing. And so I did that and then I helped other people build internet radio stations and I got into wanting to sound better than what I was hearing. Have you guys ever been to, now I love Block Talk Radio. They've got, do you guys know what Block Talk Radio is? Damn it. Um, <laughs> look up Block Talk Radio. Okay. <laughs> it's this outstanding platform where anyone can go online and start a show, a live call-in show. Anyone can do it. 
they've got an outstanding platform to do it. Back in the day, it wasn't as good as it is now. So going through that whole process and wanting to sound better than what I was hearing on internet radio and different podcasting sites that were out there, because you guys have probably heard some crappy podcasts as far as sound quality. You can get away with bad video, you cannot get away with bad audio. Mm -hmm. It just does not happen. Where have you heard that before? We, got <laughs> we talked about that at lunch yesterday, remember? <laughs> but that's where I got my start, and then through that, I kind of geeked out on it. I kind of got into wanting to understand the different types of microphones from condenser to dynamic and how those different things worked. And then around 2007 or eight, when I really was my first kind of venture into voiceover. And I didn't understand how bad I was until I go back and listen to the stuff that I did early on. Because a lot of, t and one of the big mistakes people make in voiceover is they think, okay, I'm gonna get this great microphone and I'm gonna plug it in and I'm gonna sound great. And they have no clue about how to acoustically treat their room that they're recording in. Because it makes a big difference, especially if you're gonna do this professionally. And so once I, went through that little phase and found out, oh, I can't just record in an open room, you know, <laughs> and have it sound professional. I started doing more studying. You know who my main teacher was <laughs> for every aspect of audio production and voiceover is? Drown hair. <laughs> He's wrong. <laughs> He's gonna be on the exam, so. <laughs> Could be. It's YouTube. It's YouTube. You guys. You guys that do what you do, that have YouTube channels, that's where I started learning how to do audio production. And that's how I got really, really good at it. And in voiceover, there's not a lot that you gotta know. Even though I do have a tremendous understanding of audio production, when you're just talking about processing your voice, there's not a lot you gotta do. There's really not. It's, it's, and I tell my students all the time, less is always more when you're talking about voiceover production. Some people like to make, I mean, anyway, I've heard some crazy stuff. But <laughs> that's basically how I got my start in that. And I found a love in being behind the mic and being able to interpret a script, basically act, and interpret that script the way that the client wanted it interpreted. But my best, the best time that I have in voiceover is when I'm in my DAW. That's the best time I have, especially if it's something that takes a lot of production and I gotta put in sound effects and I've gotta put in background music and understand you know, how to make a chain and make the music duck down under the voice and you know, all that kind of stuff. That's like oxygen to me, doing that stuff. So I hope that answers your question. It was a long question. Sorry. I mean, a long answer. I saw a couple other hands. Yes, sir. What's one thing you wish you knew whenever you were starting your business? What's one thing you wish you could go back and like, <laughs> No, like with the knowledge you have now, what's one thing you wish you could go and change? The, or like go into differently, sorry. If I could go back with the knowledge that I have now, the one thing, the most important thing would be have patience. That would be the most important thing. Because of the state of the internet that is there right now, I mean, how many of us, I mean, we get the pop-ups for the get rich quick stuff, you know, all the time. And that's kind of a mindset that's still in so many different people's minds. And I don't, well I do understand why, but people have this idea about voiceover in particular that anybody can do it. You don't need any training, you don't need to do anything, you just plug in your USB mic and you're a voice actor. And they think it's gonna happen tomorrow. 
and I tell my students all the time, this has been, for the most part, about a three-year journey for me to get to where I am now, but it's actually over a decade from when I started. I just didn't have the knowledge to do the things. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff that's, I'm not sure about the audio production world, but the voiceover industry is 20 freaking years behind when it comes to knowing how to build a business. 10 years ago, you had to have an agent in LA or New York to get some work. You don't need any of that now. Or even a union. Or, or a union. you gotta be in a union yeah. you know, to do that. And then of course there wasn't as much access to, for instance, the DAWs that we all use. There wasn't as much access to you know, professional quality microphone gear and equipment. It just wasn't there. And this is just going back 10 years. And ISDN. ISDN, and that's going away. Yeah. That's going away. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but that thing about what's being taught now today, which I don't do, and everybody, call, I'm the voiceover rebel. I just, I've pissed so many people off. <laughs> in the coaching realm, because most of everything that they say is BS. It does not work, and it is not gonna work tomorrow. <laughs> so, the biggest thing that I would want to go back and have more of is patience, and knowing that it's a consistent effort every single day. And it goes back to what I said before, it's nothing about, I've got the skill, you've got the skill. So does everyone else. But the marketing piece and the business development piece, that's what most voice actors don't understand that they need. And if you're a voice actor, you're a freelancer. You're running your own business. No one's hiring voice actors full time. No one. <laughs> you get a job, you get a job here and there. It's freelance, you know, there's not a voiceover company. Okay, yeah, I work here. You're on your own out there. But if you know how to do it, it can be an awesome career. So it's about the patience, knowing that it's gonna take time to build. Yes, sir. Do you have a favorite microphone? Yes. Follow up, what's your stance on USB microphones? Okay. <laughs> Earl, go. All right, USB microphones are not professional quality mics. They're just not. Um, and that could be, and it's for a lot of different reasons, um, there's, there could be some latency issues between that and your computer and the DAW that can cause some issues, but they're built for Skype, playing video games, you know, on your Xbox or Sony. I don't want to piss anybody off that has a Sony PlayStation. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so no, USB mic, but let me add a caveat to that. If you're just starting out in voiceover, I don't see a problem with it. And if you're on some of the different freelance sites that are out there, which are a ton of them, and there's different levels to being a voice actor. And sometimes people that have been in voiceover for a while don't really talk like there are levels. And what I mean by levels is that there's a beginner level where you can go and pretty much anybody will hire you. They just need a voiceover for whatever. You know, quick turnaround, cheap. They just want to get it done. Mm -hmm. And then you've got another level, it's more mid-range, where they want a little bit more interaction with you to be able to get the job done. And then you've got the pinnacle, which is you've got your movie trailers, your nationwide commercials, and things like that. At the top, you're really not doing 
most of your work in a home studio. You're usually going into Sony or Disney or wherever to get- And you live close. And you generally live close, true, uh, to be able to do that. So to be at the pinnacle, you want to be on one of the coasts is pretty much the way it goes. Between Florida, Atlanta, New York, and then maybe a little bit in Chicago, but the pinnacle is LA, San Francisco, San Diego. Over there, that's where the top VOs that you hear mostly are. But here's the thing. If you can imagine, I mean, everybody knows what an iceberg looks like. All we see is the tip of the iceberg. Most of the iceberg is below the water. That's the same kind of thing you have to look at at voiceover with. Most of the work is below the water, but everybody thinks they want to go up here to the pinnacle, and that's where all the competition is. <laughs> but if you look just below the surface, there's a land grab a lot of times to be able to get a lot of this voiceover work that's out there and a lot of different places to go for that. My favorite microphone. I have two in my studio. I use a Neumann TLM-103 and also the Sennheiser MK416 shotgun mic. <laughs> what was the first one again? Neumann TLM-103. And you don't need a U87 vintage. <laughs> now I'll tell you the differences between the two Sorry. and why you might use one as opposed to the other. Uh, both of them are condenser mics. Uh, the Norman TLM TLM103 has a much bigger um, element. Diaphragm. Diaphragm? Is that what it is? Diaphragm? Diaphragm? I don't know what mm -hmm. these things are called. Um, <laughs> in the microphone. And it'll pick up a lot more than what a shotgun mic will pick up, which is like this big around mm -hmm. and about this long. Mm -hmm. Those aren't good dimensions pick for some things. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so with the shotgun mic, what that does and the reason that a lot of studios are beginning to use that is because with that, with the thinness of it, it's blocking out a lot of the exterior noise um, that could come into the mic because the element is so small and you have to be right on it. You can't be off to the side. You've literally got to be right in front of that microphone <laughs> to be able to pick up your voice correctly. Um, and it's one of the mics that's used a lot in movies on a boom because you just point it directly at the actor and it's got very, very good pickup. But for in the booth setting, I love the Neumann TLM 103. It's an industry standard for uh, voiceover. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so for someone that's about to graduate and doesn't really have the option of going back and, or like signing up for business classes at this point, how would you recommend learning the business and marketing side of things? Glad you asked that question. Because I've never taken a business class in my life, but what I teach my they're on YouTube, they're on Facebook. Watch their videos. I've paid for classes and done different things like that. Um, watching YouTube videos, how-to videos. I mean, you can Google or go into YouTube how to run a Facebook ad, how to run a LinkedIn ad. That's really it. And once you get down the process of how you acquire the client, because that's the thing. And I, one of the other things I say all the time, your number one job as a, as a voice actor 
is getting the client. That is your number one job. So once you get the client, all you have to do is perform. There's nothing, now if you want to learn how to, if you want somebody to do your taxes, I'm not the guy you want to talk to. You hire an accountant for that. You know, but running a business is all about you, one, having the skill to do what it is that you want to do, but also marketing and sales. If you're going to be a freelancer, if you're going to run your own business, you are the number one salesperson in the organization. And if you don't understand sales, you do not have a business. So getting that and marketing, sale, marketing and sales are very different. You know, marketing is just about getting your presence out there, making you know, brand awareness, getting people to notice who it is that you are. Sales is when, okay, this is how much you gotta pay me to do it and get the client to say yes. That's basically where sales comes in. Most of our jobs, especially as freelancers, is in the marketing realm. Because I don't, do, I don't have to do a lot of selling. Especially when it comes down to acquiring new students and even um, clients to a certain extent. My students come through YouTube. They watch me every day. They know what I teach. They know how I teach it. Um, they know my, it's like, and it's funny because I do, when I do consulting with a student, it's on Skype video. That's how I do my consulting. And these people have watched me for three months, six months, a year. And now all of a sudden they're looking at me on Skype and I'm just Earl. They're like, oh my God, it's Earl. You know, it's like you become YouTube famous or something. It's like, I'm, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> but you don't have to do a lot of selling. I don't do a lot of selling. I do a lot of marketing. And that marketing takes care of the sales because people get to know they, the term know, like, and trust you. They get to know, like, and trust me over a long period, as long as they want. And then when they're ready to click the buy now button, they do. Because I'm out there every day showing the skills that I have. And that's what I'm trying to talk to you guys about. Get out there and show people what it is that you know how to do. You can get the job. You can start the business. You just have to have the awareness. And that's what it's all about, getting that awareness. And guys, just from the projects you've even done in this class, you've got stuff that will be more than enough to be able to market yourself and sell yourself out there now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You had a question? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. Any other questions, guys? Yes, sir. Um, so as far as like where, like Earl Hall Studio, like where do you do the, most of the work? Like is it like, do you run out of your home? Or do you have a location where you have- mm, I have a location. Where students come in and you- No, they don't come in. No? No. I teach students all over the world via live stream. That's it, via live stream. But I do have a physical office location downtown Milwaukee. I used to run it out of my home. But now I've got an office. <laughs> it's like there's so much you can do just because of the technology that's out there. You don't need tremendous amounts of overhead to start a company. You know, all of you guys probably have the freaking student version of Pro Tools that you got for free. And uh, you, yes. <laughs> not for free. Who's not for free? Let me know where that is. <laughs> well, you can't. It's free, but you can't save anything. Uh, yeah. Now, and let me tell you this: like, especially if it, the folks that are looking at voiceover and doing that, um, like the gear, you'll spend more and more money on your gear. Like the Norman TLM one hundred and three is a thousand bucks. Same thing with the um, Sennheiser; it's a thousand dollar microphone. 
Um, and then depending on what type of interface or preamp you want to use, you're going to spend between 100 to $300 on a preamp. But when you start off in the beginning, and there's kits that I tell people to get, you can get this whole kit to start off for 400 bucks. You don't have to go off the deep end with gear in the beginning. And most people can get, I got away with a $300 mic for almost 10 years. I just wanted that Neumann TLM 103. Yeah. I just really wanted it. Because I see everybody else, I just wanted that. That <laughs> microphone. Um, so you can, you don't, it's not that you need to have the most expensive gear. And voiceover is one of those industries that is real. Do you know the term when I say bougie? Yeah. Yes. You don't know? Um, what's, another, what's the synonym for bougie? Uh, Classy. Nah, now, bougie's more anal than classy. Ghetto rich. <laughs> <laughs> not ghetto rich. Um, or may, it, it could be a, a form of that. But it's like they think higher of themselves than they actually are, is basically the thing. And so if you're not using annoyment in TLM 103, you're really not doing voiceover. So I'm trying to give you the attitude of bougie with that. You can start off very small and make a lot of money to do more things down the road. I didn't buy a Norman TLM 103 out of the gate. I got that after I was making money. <laughs> because I really, really wanted that microphone. Did I need it? Nah. But every other studio in Milwaukee had one, so I had to have one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's kind of how that one goes. Did I answer your question? Okay, all right. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Uh, so you said you're not originally from Milwaukee. You ended up there. Uh, was there? Did you move there for your audio stuff, or did something else take you there? Oh just... gosh! Yes, something else got me there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't audio production. It was a woman. But I, uh, I'm I was born in Virginia, and we moved to Maryland when I was 11. My father moved us up to Maryland when I was 11. Then I went in the Air Force uh, for a couple years and wound up here. <laughs> Not here. After, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it, it had nothing to do with voiceover. Are there a lot of, sorry, I'm going mm -hmm. go to question. Are there a lot of other uh, be, like people in the auto production field in Milwaukee, or are you like one of the few people there? I'm going to say one of the few because I don't know a lot. There's only like three other studios that I know of. Okay. But, and I've, since I've jumped on the scene, that's why I piss a lot of people off because now I'm taking business <laughs> from them. Um, but I'm sure there's other studios up there, and because it's called Earl Hall Studio, mm -hmm. and you, know, you can find it on Google or whatever, and it's got a Google map and all that stuff, you know, I'll get the you know arbitrary rapper, hey, do you got some studio time, you know, for me to bring my crew? I don't do that, dude. It's not what I do. <laughs> it's not what we do. <laughs> but yeah, there are there. I'm and literally right around the corner. Uh, there's another studio from me that's been there forever, and done a lot of the work, and I. I'm getting business from them all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like me too much. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, when you were first starting out, how did you find clients? Was it all through like, them reaching out to you through social media? No. Um, basically, the way I originally started getting clients, and one of the main ways that I teach to get clients is direct email marketing. That is like the best way that I found to get clients. So basically, you can, you can buy lists of like, e-learning companies or video production companies because these types of companies will hire voice actors 
and you can get lists and you can just email them or you can go on site there's this site that's called Google and <laughs> you can look up specific companies that you want to target and email those companies or even groups of companies even groups of companies you know all of that LinkedIn is awesome for that getting in contact with people through Facebook ads is awesome as well but the number one way that I've been able to develop my business has been through direct email marketing and there's a method to that madness as well because most people think way too hard about it and it's just not that deep <laughs> to do to just send someone an email do you think that would work for audio production as well, or is that Ooh, yeah. better for voice? It would work for anything. <laughs> Basically, you're looking for people that need someone to produce audio. And this could be someone, I mean, it could be as easy as even some of the people that you might see hiring, you know, sending an email to the <clears throat> CEO or the chief operating officer or the creative director or whatever letting them know what it is that you're able to do and that you're a freelancer and they don't have, I mean with that just flip hats here if I was that person getting the email I'm thinking okay I don't have to pay medical benefits I don't have to pay employee insurance I, you know, there's all this stuff you don't have to do when you hire someone and you can kind of get people thinking that way but there's when I say a freelance site do you guys know what I'm do you guys know what I mean a freelance website Oh gosh. Okay, write this down. All right, you guys. <laughs> you guys got to, There's a couple of sites that you got to check out. A freelance site is a site where you, as a freelancer, go to offer your services, and people are able to see what you offer and decide if they want to hire you. Zip. There's sites like um, Upwork.com. There's sites like Fiverr.com. There's sites like PeoplePerHour.com. Um, Mandy.com. Mandy, Baldago. Baldago. Um, and just, you can, if you just do a Google search for freelance sites, they'll come up. And basically all you do is you go and you put your profile up, it's like a <laughs> Facebook profile, and you give a sample of what it is that you can do, and people are able to hire you, but even more than that, people that are coming onto the site, they'll put up jobs that they want to hire people for, and have you guys fight over them and bid for them. And so you can go in and put in proposals to do jobs. Just don't do it too cheap. What's this one? That's Upwork. Upwork. You want your sites up so you can talk uh, about Steps to voiceover success. Right. Let's bring that one up. Can I plug you for a second? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, the, the one thing that, in my mind, that makes Earl unique out there is, number one, I don't think he's had any failure at it. At, at the process that he's that he's using, everybody has a process out there. Whether it be Fiverr, whether it be uh, cold calling, email, cold calling, whatever. the The fact is, a lot of these guys they show you your stuff, or they make you pay to watch a video. Or, yes, you have access to these videos as long as you want. Now that you've paid your $400 or $500, and, you know, which I guess for some people is fine. The huge difference between Earl and these other people is Earl gets to know his students to the point where six months down the road, he's not going to forget you as a student. 
he is he's more than a coach he's a mentor and the difference between a coach and a mentor is a coach will stay with you during the training period. Mm -hmm. Once you're through with the training period, he moves on, he's got a dozen, two dozen, 300 more students. Earl is, is, is with you down the road. You know, 30 years down the road, you're running into a problem and you're going, I need to talk to Earl. What he's getting I, and what he's getting at, and I can probably just make it very succinct. I went through all the, the steps of trying to figure out how to run a voiceover business and running into different quote-unquote coaches that are out there and having to go through what he just said, buy my course and you watch these videos and you can be a millionaire in three months type of thing. And so not that those courses that I took weren't valuable because I learned a lot through that. I don't think I wasted any money. But what I discovered is that there was a missing link in the coaching process, and I exploited that link. The missing link for all of this was access to the coach. That's why I do live, that's why I do live streams, that's why my consulting is face-to-face. -face. Uh, one of the things that I tell all my students, because well, you know, they'll ask, can we just do it on the phone? No, can't do it on the phone. It's gotta be on Skype. And so some will have the audacity to ask me why, and so I'll tell them. It's like, because each of us has a BS detector. <clears throat> you can tell if I'm BSing you. And I can tell if you're BSing me about doing the work. So we need to have our BS meters on with each other through this whole process. So this isn't about you signing up to take a course with me and I'm pushing a bunch of videos in you. The courses that I teach are taught on the spot. They're not pre-made. Like every There are three Saturdays out of the month I teach. On the first Saturday of the month in my course, I teach um, voiceover script interpretation. How to do voiceover. The second Saturday, which is coming up this weekend, I teach audio production. I teach them how to use their DAW. I teach them how to hook up the stuff. I teach them how to do the processing of the audio, what compression is and the limiting and all that, how to make their voice sound good inside the DAW. Then the third Saturday of the month, which is my favorite, I teach marketing. I teach business development. Because without that, nothing else matters. And there is no other coach that does all three. And there is no other coach that his students has his freaking cell number. <laughs> and so when you when the students that have signed up, and this is, I mean, literally all over the world, I have students, they know they can send me a Skype message, I'm gonna answer a question. And that's why I believe I've been as successful as I've been because of that missing piece that no one else wants to do. They just wanna shove a bunch of videos in your face and they don't wanna to talk to you anymore. Here, pay me. Seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars, but you can't talk to me. What good is that? It's it's no different than you coming in here to Purdue. <laughs> okay, Indiana. Okay, um, you coming in here and them throwing you a textbook and not giving you access to a professor. That's exactly what it is. How do you learn that way without having someone mentor you and guide you through it? <laughs> this is why you needed to read the book outside of class. <laughs> and there's still information on the test about that. Yeah. But then what he has out, that's my training website. It's steps to voiceoversuccess.com. You can add the, I mean you can join for free and get a lot of access to a lot of the training that I've done. 
of course, if you want the good stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, like I said, three Saturdays out of the month, I'm training. Um, some people in some of my courses, they have access to me once every week. I do a 30-minute consultation with them. I did three on the way here on Skype. They have access to me to, because they're watching what I do, because I'm, a, I'm on YouTube every freaking morning. So that gets full. People ask questions in that. The YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash Earl Hall Studio. Oh, the neat part about that mm -hmm. is not only are you on YouTube, but you're also on Facebook. At the same time. I At the same time. Yeah. And Facebook and Twitter. The people that are on there that, that follow him, they talk amongst themselves. They yeah. bounce ideas off each other. That's and, what and freaks me out sometimes. I love that, to see that conversa those conversations going and, on. And a quick disclaimer. I am not a, a technically a student of Earl. So what you're getting is a third party, okay, non-bias opinion, okay? Just so you guys know that. Yesterday I dropped a book, or Monday I dropped a book on Amazon. Um, it was in the top 100, I think it still is, uh, on Amazon, and it's called Steps to Voiceover Success. Mm -hmm. How to start, build, and grow a successful voiceover career. That's and like chapter four through, through seven are the best. <laughs> <laughs> and in the book, it's like I hate fluff. I gen genuinely hate fluff. The book is forty pages long. Yep. Of boom, do this, 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 with a bunch of links out to training videos to show you how to do things that I'm talking about in marketing step by step. And it's just. I just wanted people to have the information to just be able to go out and do it. Because no one else had written a book like that for voiceover. Hmm. So I was like, I'll write it. And next week, my magazine comes out. It's called VQ, Voiceover Quarterly. Next week. Yeah, should be, it should be out if my, uh, what do you call it, illustrator gets everything done. I hired someone out to do that. But I had a bunch of my students that are in voiceover. They wrote articles because a lot of them have expertise in certain areas of voiceover, so I had mm -hmm. some of them write articles. I interviewed one of my students because he's had some tremendous success this year using the strategies, strategies that I teach. And, um, and his name is? That is Ben Wake. Ben Wake. Mm -hmm. yeah. From the UK, from London. <laughs> he got a major, he, it, it's funny, because we go back and forth, Ben and I have this thing, and it's like, he got this major contract from uh, the football association. It was major for him. And I was like, you mean soccer? You know? <laughs> He's like, no, we call it football. You know? Because <laughs> we kick it with our foot. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> but anyway, we go back and forth about that all the time. But he's had some really, really great success. And there's a lot of students that have success stories. And another one is Anthony Pika. He took one of my strategies and just doubled down on it um, for doing audiobooks. He just, he, he's been crushing it doing audiobooks this whole year. And he shares his um, royalty stuff up in the Facebook group from time to time. And people are like, oh my gosh, you make that much money doing audiobooks? It's like, yeah, and, but he took my strategy and he improved on it. So I had him write an article. I even had him, I even brought him on my show and said, okay, teach them what you did, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? No? Okay. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. <laughs>
Oh no! Oh no! Oh, 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 no! Oh. Now you gotta clap again. Okay. All right. What's that? Well, I haven't checked out your YouTube channel, but are those live streams archived? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. right. I think I've got like a hundred and forty some odd videos now at this oh, point. It's five days a week. Yeah, it's five days a week. <laughs> Except for today, today and tomorrow. And tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be back Monday. And guys, okay. I'll also like throw in as far as what Earl's saying, like, yeah, like. The four-year college degree is a, a big thing that everybody's like pushing you always to do and that's part of like what is acceptable in society but like honestly if somebody had told me what he was telling you today whenever I was an undergrad I wouldn't have gone through the full undergrad program myself and I'm just being honest with you because like um, no, I, I would have even looked at probably like a two-year program as far as like with one of the art institutes or something like that. Where oh, yeah, they're good. To focus more on just what I actually wanted to do as opposed to doing all the gen ed. And again, I'll share a dirty, rotten <laughs> secret with you guys. Um, I didn't have a 4.0 or anything like that in undergrad. I had a 2.7 oh, wow. because I did not do well in my gen ed classes. I had a 4.0 in my major. On all my major classes, I had a 4.0, but gen ed, I was like, I learned most of this stuff in high school. Why am I taking these classes again? But that's mm -hmm. just me personally. So, um, and you guys know I've been straightforward with you from the beginning, and that's just the way I teach. Um, I, I agree with Earl, you can do it right now. And you guys, even most of you had coming into this class, the skills to be able to go out there and do it right now. Um, I hope that you feel like you've gotten a lot out of the class and that you've even grown even more. But um, I'm also <laughs> excited to see where you do end up after this. And the other thing, like Earl, I also, we haven't talked about this, but like I, I have students that still contact me for like letters of rec or like just stay in contact afterwards. And same thing, I try and stay and be that type of teacher as well. I have two teachers that I still stay in contact as I've gone along and they, they're, they've worked more as mentors for me than anything else. And like, you can always reach out to me even outside of class and I'll try and stay in contact and help help you out if I can. And I've tried to already help a few of you out as we've gone through the class. And you can always ask for my help or advice as you're working through things. Cole? Oh yeah, you guys are going on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All of my students are like, are you gonna record this? Are you gonna go? Yeah, I'll record it. So, <laughs> anyway, thanks guys. It's been a pleasure. Cool. I want to thank everyone that listened to the entire broadcast. I know it was kind of long, but I had such an amazing time and the students there were so engaged and engaging that I just felt it necessary to share the whole audio file, unedited, uncut, to let you see exactly where the students are today at Indiana University, the kind of thoughts that they're having about the audio production industry as well as the voiceover industry. I hope you've enjoyed this. Make sure you check out the website, www.stepstovoiceoversuccess.com. Have an amazing day. 
Get to Old Navy two days only, today and tomorrow. Wrap up Old Navy's PJ pants for adults for just five bucks. That's right, five bucks. Don't sleep on it. It ends tomorrow at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1215 to 1216, select styles only.